0: It's a great realization to understand that you can't be a winner if you're not in a fight. This is a great lesson on how to do battle with the enemy. Come on in and take a listen. Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Is that everybody wants to be a winner, but we have to remember something: that we can't be a winner if we're not in a fight, you know. Um, and the fight that I'm talking about is is the fight that we're all that we're all engaged in in order to be successful. I mean, let's face it: it is it is a battle. We are first and foremost we're overcoming ourselves. Uh, the sides of ourself that have to be reconditioned in order to be successful so that we can expand our thinking, build skill sets, um, create uh, uh, more engagement in the direction that we're going so that uh, we we can live the dream. I mean, I believe that everybody was put here to be something exceptional in their life. Uh, and of course, that's you know that's based on the individual and and where they're going. Um, but with this idea that we're that we're in this fight, I want to give a little bit of a breakdown today on how do we actually, how do we deal with this battle? What are the components? Because I really believe that we can make this much more simple uh, than is actually being being taught out there. So the first thing is this, how do you maintain your peace? as you're actually uh, becoming better uh, at growing, becoming better at uh, uh, being successful, engaging the world, so to speak, with whatever your opportunity is uh, to be an entrepreneur, to be a business person, to really grow in the advancement of the dream uh, that you have. So I'm gonna talk about three types of peace that are very important when it comes to God or spirituality. So if you're familiar with my podcast, you, you, you'll you know that whenever I talk about the universe or God or spirit, I always like to throw this out there. Uh, use the word that best works for you, uh, whether it's universe, God, spirit, energy. It really doesn't matter to me what you use. And the reason that I kind of throw that caveat out there is because so many people have... Um, uh, some type of a religious upbringing, and sometimes the the upbringing that they have, as far as the language goes, can be a little dogmatic. Often people are trying to transfer their thinking into something that's a little bit more universal, and they have a little stigmatism or dogmatism around the idea of using the word God. So f- for the uh, the idea of this podcast, today I'm going to use the word God, but please feel free. Don't let let my terminology in the lesson limit what you actually take away from this. So let's talk about the three types of peace. There's peace with God, there's peace of God, and there's peace in God. So what is peace with God? Peace with God is faith. That is the faith that we have in the unseen idea that the universe has very basic, but but firm laws that everything operates by. And there's you know there's all kinds of books that are written about the law of compensation, uh, the law of vibration. Uh, there's a law of peace. You can you can get in. You can really delve into a lot of different literature around this, and you'll find that people will use the phrase the law of or the law with. And the laws that I'm talking about is that there's seven basic universal laws and principles uh, that we've discussed many times in the podcast. We'll we'll put something in the show notes as to where you can actually learn more about the specific laws if you want to go down that road. But the idea about the faith here is that these laws work every time for everybody in every situation. It's kind of like gravity, if you will. There's a law of gravity. And it doesn't matter whether you're ignorant to the law or you know everything that there is to know about the law of gravity. We are all, uh, it, we are all susceptible to it, right? I mean, you, it doesn't matter what your character in life is. If you walk off the end of a building, you're going to go down. Anything heavier than air is really pull, pulled toward the center of Earth. So there are creative laws also, And those laws, if we understand them, allow us to be able to train our thinking so that we can actually think successfully. It makes it easier to solve problems because if you understand the laws, you understand that based on the law of polarity, there has to be a solution to every problem because there there has to be an opposite to everything that we're experiencing. So when we're talking about peace with God, we're talking about faith, faith in those laws and that they're absolute. And if we follow those laws, we will absolutely get the result that we're looking for. So that actually brings us uh, a type of peace, knowing that that's true and that there's not this obscene or um, otherwise powerful power that's out in the universe that is preventing us from getting what we want or that's against us trying to make our life miserable or, or, or screw us up. That's absolutely not true. And as you begin to study more and you understand, there is a peace that comes over us because we have faith with God, with those laws. So you could say faith in universal principles. You could have, say we have faith in the energetic laws of the universe. You have faith in, in, the, in spiritual laws. Either way, there is a faith just because you understand it and you understand how to apply them. So the second one is peace of God. And uh, that what that is, is we're talking about God's peace, um, meaning that this peace isn't so much ours as it is God's. The If we think about the architect of the universe— we we also think about whatever the intelligence was that created us, that created the universe that we're in. There is a principle that runs through it, so far as we know, that we call more life. And more life means that every single thing in the universe adds to life. And because it adds to life, there is a piece that goes with that because of the understanding specifically that everything that we do and everything that we experience, even if it's something that we don't like, even if it's something that's painful, actually adds to life. That means that we can rest in the idea that everything that we're going through, based on the architect of the universe or God or uh, spiritual ideas, There is a peace that comes from that in knowing that that's exactly where we're headed. If we're conscious in our direction, we literally are in the peace of God, knowing that we're here for a reason, we're here for a purpose, we're here to fulfill that purpose and to live our divine destiny. And number three is peace in God, which is God's Word. Now, what is God's word? So it, you can study the the seven or eight major religions uh, that are around the world. All kinds of spiritual principles. You can even get into uh, scientific principles or different theories that kind of lead to the bent of cause and effect of how the how the world works and how the universe works, and understand that there's absolutes there. Um, If we understand those absolutes, it allows us to be able to create things that we've never really seen before. So if you look at all the different things that are created by mankind, uh, prior to them being created, it had to start off as an idea or a desire within the person to advance thinking and then the physical creation of something in a direction with hopefully with the idea of bettering mankind, even though we've seen it done for uh, nefarious reasons. there is a, The idea is that we can literally create the world that we live in, and we can create the direction that we're going. The word of that is the power and the purpose that lies within each individual to fulfill that purpose. With with nature, with uh, with animals, with plants, or whatever, um, that word is basically in the DNA. It's in the, it's in the structure of evidence that all of nature is consistently moving forward. Human beings, on the other hand, while we have that genetic code, um, the one thing that we have that's different is we have a, the, the, the consciousness of our intellect. And our intellect is the thing that really sets us apart from all the other little creatures that are, that are uh, around us all the time. And it gives us the ability to think, to be conscious, to reason, um, to, to critically uh, uh, evaluate the things that we want in our life, the direction that we're going, things that we don't want in our life, so that we can choose and literally create our life going forward. You know, the, one of the interesting things about the intellect is it gives us the ability to create a vision. And what would be the reason for us to be able to do that, to have the ability to create a vision where plants and animals don't have that ability? The, the reason for it would be so that we could create our future. We could consciously say, here's the future that I would like to live. Here is the dream that I would like to bring to fruition. Here are the accomplishments and the goals that I would love to manifest in my life. In order for me to do that, I'm using my intellect in a conscious way to be able to say, I can do these things, I want to do these things. It also allows us to look in reverse, like looking in the rearview mirror. We can look in our past, and we can look at things that we like, things that we didn't like. Maybe there's uh, uh, past regrets or failures that we would like to change, There could be things about our past that we need to let go of from an energetic standpoint. Our intellect is what allows us to do all of those things and because we can actually do those things we can create the direction that we're going. Now animals can't do that because they operate by instinct. That means that they're very at home in the environment that they're born into they have the knowledge and the reactionary uh, ability to be able to deal with anything that is thrown their way as long as they're with inside of that world that they, that they belong to. So the piece uh, of God's word is that we have the ability to be able to create that future. And because we have the ability to create it, well, let, let's put it this way if we couldn't do it, we wouldn't have the ability to do it. Our ability verifies the fact that we actually can. So then it gets down into the nature of a human being, meaning that the way that we're raised kind of creates our nature, so to speak, our personal nature, our character, uh, if you will. And I'm gonna break it down into basically two two characters. You've got the character of the person that is going to aggressively go out and create the world that they want, and then you've got the character of the person that is in either denial or they're vindictive about their life and they just stay stuck where they are. I like to use the, the, the analogy of the lion and the pig for this. The lion has the character of being the predator, being dominant, going out, going after what it what it wants, um, and if you take both of these animals, they're kind of trotting along in their own environment. They fall into a mud hole. The lion is going to fight its way out, fight fight its way out, and it's going to go after what it wants. It's going to continue on with its purpose because that's its nature. The pig, when it falls into the mud hole, is going to wallow in the mud in the mud. Because that is home to the pig. it's the, it's the nature of that pig to wallow in it. If we're raised in a way where we wallow in our pain, we wallow in our misery, we wallow in uh, things in our life that 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 hurt us that didn't feel good, maybe there's traumas, maybe there's. Um, there's things in our past that are are very uncomfortable for us. If our nature is not to to accept it, to change, to go after and create a new future for ourselves, we end up like the pig and we wallow in it forever, and that doesn't get us where it is that we want to go. So that kind of sets up the foundation for the idea of what is, if we're in a battle and the battle is for our purpose— to create the life that we want, uh, to really be victors in the, in this world, because we have the ability to create it. How can we create the and understand the idea of the fight in a way where it's much more simplistic? It's not. Uh, it doesn't create a ton of confusion for a person, and they understand the tools, so to speak, or the weapons that we have in order to be able to do battle. So let's, let me break this down for you. So the enemy has specific weapons that it uses against us to keep us stuck in our life and prevent us from moving forward. Now, you may be asking yourself, well, what's the enemy? Well, we could say the enemy is life, but that would go against the nature of what life actually is. I believe that the way life shows up for us primarily has much to do with how we think and how we perceive life, and what are our belief systems when it comes to life itself and how we're actually going to live it. So the enemy that I'm talking about here is really our subconscious mind. Um, It is the conditioned side of ourself that was primarily conditioned for the idea of safety and certainty, keeping things, maintaining a course that actually keeps us alive, but really doesn't move us out of survival. The way that this comes about uh, is very interesting because prior to the age of seven, we're very much like the little animals out there in the world. We don't have a conscious mind developed. Our intellect is not formed yet, so we're operating by instinct. And that instinct is designed to just keep us alive at this moment of our life, of our of our the period where we're actually growing. After we get past 7, the conscious mind really starts to develop and we begin to use it, and exercise it, and we begin to grow it. However, whatever was programmed into that part of our mind prior to seven is really determines our nature up to that point. Did you come from family that was basically rooted, very rooted just in survival, playing it safe, uh, doing whatever is necessary to maintain the status quo? Or were you raised in an environment where it was about really creating what you want, having the understanding to go after what you want, and understanding how do we actually fight through these battles in order to get there? Well, here's we know this for sure. Most of the world's population is created with the idea of survival. So here are the elements or the tools or the weapons, whatever you want to call it, uh, that the enemy uses to to try to trip us up. Number one is confusion. Number two is problems. Number three is doubt. Number four is worry. Number five is fear. And number six is lies. Now, I'm going to show you uh, how it uses this, how the enemy uses this to combat against us To try to keep us completely stuck. So, if you think to yourself at any time when you have been really working on moving forward in your life and you keep tripping yourself up, or you keep having failures, or you keep sabotaging, or it's just not working for you, once you understand how the enemy is actually using these weapons against you, so to speak, it gives you the ability to overcome it. So, to overcome it, we need to understand. What are our weapons? What are our tools? What sets us apart that will allow us to overcome the idea of survival and step into the magnificence of what we really are to be able to dominate the life that we've been given and go out and live our purpose? So number one for us is vision. Vision. Number two is a combination between choice And our words, and when I mean our words, I mean the words that we actually speak out of our mouth. Number three is faith. Number four is courage. And number five is truth. Okay, so let's take a look at how this works. You set a goal, you're out there, you're gonna create something that you want for yourself. Now, keep in mind, it doesn't matter whether you're going after your purpose or you're going after a goal, or you're trying to achieve something, or you're trying to change something in your life, this all operates the same way. It doesn't matter what the mechanism is or the thing that you're going after. It's not specific to one thing or another, because we're dealing with our subconscious here. So what ends up happening is that We set a goal, the first thing that we have is we create a vision for ourselves. The idea behind a vision is clarity. That's what we want with a vision. We wanna be clear because not only do we need to know where we're going, we also need to be able to put all the pieces in place that are required for that journey. If we're building a business, we need clarity. We need to know the strategies and the systems and the skills that we need to bring to the table to be able to create that business that we want. And this requires vision. We have this ability, and in, in, it's, it's through the, the, uh, the intellectual faculty known as the imagination, allows us to create a vision for our life. Now, we have this vision, and we're going to begin our work. Here's how the enemy operates. It presents a problem to us. Now, here's the thing about problems. Problems are absolutely necessary, whether you're doing something or you're not doing something uh, in a positive way. The success is all about overcoming problems, it is finding solutions to problems. Really, the only difference between someone who's really successful and someone who's not is their ability to, to solve problems, right? And then present that as something that is beneficial. To mankind. So the problem shows up and the, it causes our mind to go in confusion. So, this is the very first uh, tool of the enemy confusion. If the enemy can create confusion, then our vision is no longer clear. And now we've got a problem on our hands because if our vision is not clear, it opens our mind, it lets our mind become susceptible to the next stages of of the enemy's uh, arsenal, which is doubt. If, if I'm not clear, it opens the way for doubt to come into my mind. And if doubt comes in my mind, I'm gonna start to go to the next stage, which is worry. And if I go from doubt to worry, the next stage is gonna be fear. And this can happen in a millisecond, like this can happen really, really fast to a person, where they've gone from clarity, vision, and actually having the confidence and the courage to be able to go through with that, to all of a sudden they're in confusion because they're looking at this problem. They don't know what to think about it. It opens the door for doubt to come in. Now, why does doubt come in here? Because in when we create confusion, the side of us that has uh, faith, belief, and courage becomes foggy. And if it becomes foggy, it becomes difficult for us to be able to use faith, belief, and courage. Those are actual tools that we can use to bring back in the clarity that we need for our vision so that we can actually fight this battle. If you notice, the the the, the last tool of uh Our arsenal to to create what we want is, is truth. And for the enemy, the last tool is lies. So when we follow the enemy's battle strategy, the whole idea is that it gets us to believe in lies so that we cannot move forward. See, it always presents a lie to us. It'll tell us that the mistake is absolute, that people won't like us, that we can't recover, that we're not good enough, that we're not special enough, that we'll never we'll never repair some wrong that we did in the past. It makes us experience things like shame and guilt to the point of paralyzation where we can't actually move forward. So it is it is extremely intriguing to think about just how powerful the subconscious mind is when it begins to use these strategies to actually stop a person. So, what do we do? How do we change this and keep it so that the enemy is not actually taking over the way that we think, but so that we can actually break through? So, we have the vision. The enemy throws at us problems and confusion. For us to retaliate in order to get clarity back with our vision, we have to use, we have to engage the greatest power that we have, which is choice. Choice is our greatest power. And we engage it in this way by bringing our words to the situation. Now, our words, and many people don't realize this, they're creative in nature, meaning that we can speak into creation the thing that we want. The more we speak into the world what we want, the more we'll create what we want. But if we're like the pig and we wallow in a problem, then we're not creating what we want, we're creating what we don't want. If we follow the enemy's guidance, which is confusion, and then it causes us to go into doubt and worry and fear, if we start speaking doubt and worry and fear, we will create more of it. Not only will we create more of it, but we will see more of it in a confused state, which then again eliminates vision. So we need to take choice and our words, then we need to choose to speak into this lie that the enemy is presenting to us the truth. You might think to yourself, well, what is the truth? It's going to be the opposite of whatever it is that it's suggesting about why you can't do something. So just as an example, um, very often in business, one of the things that happens for a lot of people, especially around the idea of sales, is they're not making sales or they're, they're not finding enough customers or clients to talk to or people aren't saying yes, people aren't buying, and they, all of a sudden that becomes the problem. The confusion is then, well, what do I do? What's wrong? Something's wrong. Maybe I'm not good enough. And it gets, it gets turned inward uh, on ourselves. The idea would just speak really powerfully, using your choice really powerfully to bring in faith and belief. Your belief needs to be that you can. It needs to be that you will, that you have the ability. The faith to get there is the understanding of the unseen laws of the universe in the idea that if you follow these laws, you will create exactly the equivalent of of your purpose, and, and of your vision in life. So we're, we're taking the idea of faith and belief, and we're speaking into the confusion itself to bring back clarity. It's about saying the people are here. The sales are here. The solution is here. The opportunity is here. Uh, you know, we're vanquishing the problem. We're seriously intensifying the idea that we will succeed no matter what shows up in our life. And it takes tremendous courage to do this because while you're doing it, you're actually experiencing whatever problem that you're dealing with in your own growth phase, which we all deal with these problems. Every one of us deals with problems every single day. And we have to deal with them in a way where we're coming at it from courage. But the idea to to bring this in here at the end, the idea is that we use these tools to replace the lies that the subconscious mind believes in with the truth. Because the truth becomes the foundation. See, the more truth you bring in from a foundation perspective in your life, the more it intensifies your courage, the more it intensifies and it deepens your belief, the the more it grows your faith so that you can actually step out and do more things that you can't readily see the solution for, but you know because of your faith that you're going to create exactly what it is that you're going after in your life. So, just to recap, the enemy's tools are confusion, problem, doubts, worry, fears, and lies. And the tools for us that that allow us to create the life that we want, to win the battle, our vision and clarity first, first and foremost, vision and clarity. Our ability to choose, which is actually our greatest power— because it is the thing that separates us from all the other little creatures in the world. They don't have conscious choice, but human beings do. The word, our ability to speak consciously and positively into any problem uh, in order for us to manifest the solution. The faith in being able to do so, that if we follow the laws, the thing that we seek is... Um, uh, you know, it's essentially there already. We just need to bring it into form. The belief that we're here for a reason, that we all have this magnificent purpose in our life, the idea to go after it with all the courage that we have so that we continue to build and rebuild foundations of truth that will lead from one vision to the next vision to the next vision. Remember, if you want to be a winner, You can't be a winner if you're not in the fight. Don't run away from the fight. Understand the tools that you have to engage the fight and be a victor. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.